I feel that I've gained some respect by being consistent. Mm -hmm. Consistent, not just as a pitcher or competing on the field or whatever, but the way I work, the way I go about my business. I feel that I've shown my worth. Hey everyone, welcome back to Straight A's. Today, I'm joined by A's reliever Sergio Romo, who explains the key to his career longevity and years he spent battling an identity crisis. He also tells the behind-the-scenes story of what went into throwing Miguel Cabrera the fastball that clinched the San Francisco Giants World Series against the Tigers in 2012. So, without further ado, here's Sergio Romo. Let's start it off with the fact that I talked to Jeremy Affel today. Um, Just to talk about about your time with the Giants. He told me a lot about um, one very specific pitch that you made in 2012 to Miguel Cabrera. And he said that that pitch in particular told him a lot about you and your longevity, which is that you have sort of a a mental ownership over what you do and that that sort of allows you to have control over using your one pitch to uh, get as far as you have in your career. And I'm wondering what you think of that assessment. Um, I mean, it's pretty spot on, you know, uh, guys like him and Javi Lopez, uh, Matt Cain, um, even later on when we got like Tim Hudson and, uh, Jake P, those guys, Ryan Vogelsong, um, those guys, the way they spoke to me, the way they talked to me and the way they were able to make sense to me, like I was, you know, I understood them and I understood what they were trying to tell me. So like, a lot of what they said was about being myself and accepting who I am and where I'm at and and what I'm doing and not accepting it for what people tell me it is or what people think it is or who I am or who I'm supposed to be. It's literally just being me. And I I would venture to say that that one pitch, particular pitch that he's talking about, I kind of why I've been able to surpass certain obstacles that have come my way why i've been able to be persistent and and persevering that's the word persevering um and a lot of people don't know this and i'll I'll say it now um that particular year i was one of the most afraid guys in the big leagues Uh, afraid of myself afraid of who i was becoming afraid of not having control of what I was doing, you know, and I'm not talking like just as a baseball player, I'm talking overall as a person, as a player, as a friend, a teammate, a a companion, a father, a son, like I was going through an identity crisis in that, in that part. And guys like Affeld, they were just reassuring They They helped reassure me every day that me, the person that got up all those times, the person that, you know, fought or the person that worked hard or the person that, like literally took his lumps and kept going like that guy has been good enough from the beginning, you know, accept that guy, be proud of that guy. You know, and he's been there this whole time. So that's, I, I, I do, I do credit those guys for helping me stay along, stay around as long as I have based off of them just being themselves every day and being able to see that and then making sense to me again, knowing how to talk to me, caring enough to talk to me, know, get to know me. That was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for those times. I, I enjoyed talking to, I don't know how much time you have, but I enjoyed talking to, to Jeremy. We talked a lot about that fastball to Miguel Cabrera in particular and how like that was a moment when they realized that you had sort of come into your own and like be finally confident with, not, not confident, but you, you knew who you were. Like yeah. it was sort of like a, a, a peak of self-realization of like, 
I am mastering this hitter. He is not mastering me or something. Like I'm not letting myself beat myself. Um, I'm not as small as I may stand compared to guys like say Aaron Judge or Mike Stanton, you know, John Carlos Stanton, like, you know, guy, I'm not as small as I stand. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm a lot bigger than that. And uh, it's a big told you so moment for me too. Hmm. Uh, for my dad, I told you, I told you I was gonna do this. I told you, like, you know what I mean? Like, I promise I made you at 11 years old. Hey, mm. here, homie. Like, you know, and I did learn a lot about myself. I did, I do feel that that was a big moment for me based off the fact that I wasn't nervous. I wasn't afraid. I was conscious of who was batting, but I wasn't conscious of who was in the box. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 I knew the scenario. I knew we're three outs away. I knew that, but it, it wasn't big. I, it, it was freezing. It was cold as heck. <laughs> it was wet. It was like rainy off and off, but I didn't feel any of that. Hmm. And again, I think it was because I had finally maybe really like 100% believed my, my teammates. I believed in what they saw and what they wanted or what they you know, yeah. believed in their faith. Right. What went into the decision to throw that pitch? Do you remember? I think it was more feeling. Uh, I had thrown him five sliders in a row already. I'm known for my slider. He had just fouled off the fifth one. And I think it was just more feeling just, I know I need to throw this pitch right here. Uh, hmm. So I, I remember seeing it shift. I shook slider and he gave me fastball. I was like, cool. When I came set, I, I do remember going, just hit the glove, just hit the glove. Like I was so sure, like that he had no idea that I me and Buster were the only ones that knew a fastball was coming there. Like I was I don't know why I couldn't tell you. I was just so sure that he did not know it was, and I was like, just hit the glove, just hit the glove, just hit the glove, just hit the glove. And I came, you know, when I went to break, it was like, ah, just throw it as hard as you can. But <laughs> but the the intent was throw strike like you you got a shot right here you, like it was it to me it was just obvious and it was it was just my moment again he's by far a hall of famer in my book he's one of the best to ever do it from the right hand side and that year that he had that particular year too the triple crown year and everything like to say that i was better than him or better than him in that moment that i beat him no I didn't beat him in that moment. It was just my moment. Hmm. That was it. There's nothing else to it. It was just written that way. And that's it. Uh, that's my calling card now. That's what most people know me about from that and my song. <laughs> um, <laughs> my beard, of course. Uh, but yeah. that, those are, that was a big part of my career, my life. More so from a, not just from a, like a, professional career standpoint but from a personal life not the worst thing to be associated with a world series clinching okay. pitch <laughs> but proof though like it was it was like affirmation like, yeah i knew it all along and didn't know it <laughs> but i knew it <laughs> yeah i just got anxiety thinking about like the the final half second before you threw it just yeah that that's but that's exactly how it played out it's like all right hit the glove hit the glove hit the glove yeah. ah, no as hard as you can like it it oh, just, <laughs> it was, but it, I think that's what allowed me to get it by him and actually throw up for a strike was yeah. 
letting go of that anxiety at the end, going, ah, you know what? Not necessarily effort, but ah, like this is everything I have. This is my whole, this was my whole, like, here you go. Mm -hmm. If if I don't get them out there, who knows what happens after that? Yeah. If if I don't get a save there, who knows what happens after that? Why? Because they had Verlander, they had Scherzer. They were set up, like, for us to beat them just one more game after that would have been extremely hard. Yeah. And so, again, that moment was a lot bigger than just getting the last out. Yeah. For me, at least, and my and my teammates, you know, ultimately for them too. And Jeremy said that there was a lot of shit talking, like that. Uh, that Miguel was saying, "I know you're gonna throw me a slider. I'm gonna hit your slider, or something like that." <laughs> so, game one, game one, Verlander uh, was pitching. Scudero was batting. First inning. Back then, when I was a Giants, like just about every game, I sat in the top step on the third base entrance in the dugout for like the first four innings or so. Well, Scudero hits a foul ball in between the third base coach dugout and dugout. Maybe runs over, picks it up, and fakes like he's going to throw it to me. And I just kind of looked at him, didn't move. And then he blows a kiss at me and goes, hey, I'm ready for your slider. <laughs> and then rolls the ball to me and just walks right back to the base. And mind you, I'm like – George Contos is standing next to me and he goes, Hey, did he just tell you he was ready for your slider? And I don't know what the hell made me say this, but I looked at him and I said, Bro, Miguel Cabrera knows who I am. Like, holy shit. Like, that's dope. Like, huh. And then he was like, Dude, he said he's ready for your slider. And I was like, Man, that's crazy. And I, 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 it was, it just went over my head. Hmm. Harris are standing up, think about it. But like, so he says that. So then game two, I get the I get a save and I leave him on deck. Game three, I get a save, I leave him on deck. Hmm. Game four, go figure. It's two outs and go figure, he's the last guy in the box. So that's kind of what it was. And in the celebration, I, I kind of wish I wouldn't have done this because it didn't like nobody knows what it what I meant by it. And, and no one knows the backstory on it, and it did look kind of bad on mine. But I celebrated, and at one point through the celebration, I turned around and I look at Miggy, and I said, and I, I yelled out, Slider. Did you? But but that was, I and in the video, you see me, da, 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 and I come out and I, I yell out, Slider! And I, oh, Slider, da, 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 right? And then I went back into it, and that was the only negative moment out of that. And I, I do I do wish I wouldn't have done that because I mean it's Miguel Cabrera. I wasn't trying to show him up, but yeah. I did go out of my way to let him know that I, I know what he told me, you know. Sure. And then I faced him in 14 and first pitch slider and he took me deep. <laughs> he gotcha. I mean different 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 circumstances. He did in between innings, he did point and goes, Romo and did point and goes, I told you, and I went, Yeah. Uh. You're a little late though, right? And he goes, I got one too. And I go, yeah, but not because not thanks to you, I got two. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you know. So, but you know, it, but that was where him and I, honest, him and I have a great relationship. We've turned into friends after that. I see him and and we cross paths or whatever, and it's it's a gesture. It's always, hey, what's up? We talk, we chat, like you know what I mean. Like he, there's there's a based off of that moment, there is a huge amount of respect that we both gain for each other. Uh, 
just based off of our interaction, that was the first interaction I had with him too. So it was. It's the first interaction cool. was you yelling slider. Well, he was telling me he was ready yeah. for me getting him out on the other right. one. And me letting him know that it was that. And then we were in the all-star game together in 13 in New York. I, was, I felt really fortunate to make that team. Um, and, but being there, uh, like I talked to him too. And the way he talked to me about me to the other Latinos that were there, it, it kind of made me feel like I had earned my spot amongst those. I mean, those, those are powerhouses. Like those are greats, you know, and it, yeah. it, it, it made me feel that they not accepted me as one of them, but accepted me that, you know, I had earned their respect a little bit. So even though you maybe regret lashing out at their, at the end there, or screaming slider at the end, maybe, it, you know, he, he got got, so maybe he respected it on some level. Like maybe he said, like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> maybe I, I shouldn't have told you what I told you. Right. <laughs> yeah. What in particular was, making you doubt yourself in that year specifically um well I had a lot of things going on um on and off the field off the field uh family issues you know losses in the family family illnesses uh, I think it might myself at that point you know, I had like a miscarriage or some sort um uh and then as a professional um I kind of feel that when Brian Wilson got hurt uh, he had Tommy John that year, uh, early that year, and they gave me the opportunity to close. I was afraid of that. Um, I wasn't ready for that mentally because I didn't know what else came to me. You like, well, what else came with it? Um, you can't. I can tell kids. I can tell young guys. Hey, you know, this came my way. This came my way. This came my way. This will happen. This will happen. And kind of things to expect. But how they will impact them individually, I can't tell them that. I can't tell them exactly how it's going to unfold for them because what if these younger men guys are stronger men than I am mentally what if they have a better grip of who they are you know uh as a person or, or you know they what if they're not struggling in the ways what if they have strength that I don't have you know so like I'm not trying to deter any youngster from that but I'm also <clears throat> trying to let them know that being you being able to find like one of the biggest blessings micro was finding a big part of what makes me me it cost me a lot along the way, and I, but at this point I don't regret that because I am in a much better place now. I, I have appreciation of or everything that's come my way, the blessings, the trials, the tribulations, the, the, the celebrations, the ups, the downs. It's all been me doing that the whole time and being able to accept that. It's, what's, it's a big blessing of being able to find out who I am. So uh, that's kind of what it was, was more, can I really do this? I went from being one of the best, in my opinion, I went from being one of the best invisible players in the league to being another guy, known guy that everybody was preparing for. Not gunning for, but they were preparing for me. It wasn't coming out of left field anymore, you know, and, and surprising anybody or nothing. Like they knew who I was, you know, and and yes, it's an accomplishment, you know, to have to be able to establish yourself and to have a book on you. But the trippy part was that was accepting it, that it was me doing it and I could do it. I relied on my teammates a lot that year. They were, the things that they said and the way they spoke about me, I would hear them, the things they would tell me and the way they treated me. I, it was hard not to believe them because they said it with such sincerity that um, they were so consistent with it. Mm. It was hard not to buy into that system and, and, and try to see what they see. 
what was the turning point for you? Or was it just a lot of little things that you would overhear? Um, a big turning point was a conversation I had with Afal and Lopez. Um, I asked them what they wanted out of life. I asked guys like Hunter Pence the same thing. And what blew me away about all of them was the three of them, they, they'd never mentioned themselves. Hmm. They always said they wanted, I want my, for example, like I want my, like Jeremy was like, I want my sons to learn how to love. I wanted my sons to, to grow up and learn what love is, why, so that they know how to give it. Uh, I want them to learn like about respect. It was all about his kids or his wife or his family, or like, it was not one thing like, I want this. Like I, he never even said, I want to be happy. Hmm. He didn't even say that. Like, and that's like, you asked me, what do you want in life? And I'm the first thing I think of, or I, 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 I would, I, I think at the time I thought it was, I just want to be happy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I want my kids to be happy or like, but it was something about me, you know, and blew me off the water. Uh, and along the same lines, they kind of were telling me what, showing me what real faith and real confidence is. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me as a pitcher, it's letting go of the results, knowing that I did everything mentally, physically, to put myself in a good position for when I let go of that pitch, I'm in a good position to execute my pitch and be at least in the area of what I'm trying to do. In other words, real faith and real confidence. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, again, those guys, I, I've said this numerous times, but those guys are a big reason why I'm still able to do this or why I was able to pass where I feel I was weeding myself out. And you feel like letting go of the result was sort of the culmination of what you needed to do. Yeah, letting go of who I'm supposed to be, the expectations, what I'm supposed to be doing, what people say, who I am, or what I'm supposed, what I'm expected to be. Like I'm sorry, like all those, all that. Like I was trying to be all that. I was asking, why are they people saying so many things, or why is this, or why are they asking me that? Like I've been, I made it doing this. I've done this, doing this, and this and that. So like I questioned a lot of that. Uh, and again, like Afel Lopez, Kane. Hence, like those guys, like they were consistent in that area where they would let me know that I was visible to them. And being visible to somebody for me, that was, it was a huge uplifting factor. Because um, I didn't even feel visible to myself hmm. for confidence reasons. I may seem, I may have seemed unfazed or super confident in those moments, but if it weren't for me relying on my teammates and the faith and the confidence they had on me, the things like their belief in me, like, I don't, I don't know if I get through those things, those situations, the way, you know, the way that they all played out. Hmm. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, it's, they're not the reason, the main reason why I'm still here because I still had to, you know, compete and play and, and, and perform. But from a mental standpoint, they're a big part of, the base that I still rely on and I still fall back on still to this day. Like every time I'm on the mound, like when I think of who I am and what I'm trying to do, like what they taught me and what they helped me realize comes to comes to play every time. So it's 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 easy to thank them for that. And this was all would you say in 2012 was sort of the the turning point year for you? Um I think I think 2012 was the realization of certain things. I think 13, mm -hmm. 2013, uh, I learned a lot about myself personally, mm -hmm. um, how I handled all the attention that I was getting. It came out of left field. Um, I, I, 
I I felt so privileged and honored that I I that I was considered uh, like good, you know. Uh, I had gotten voted like into the MLB Network top 100 or something like that. Like I, it was a huge honor. Like I was so blown away by like, damn, that's me. Like I, I couldn't believe it. But the attention that I got from that, uh, the the fan base, the love in San Francisco and the Bay Area in general, um, just baseball fans in general, like I was so blown away by it. I, I didn't know how to handle it. It almost scared me, but hmm. most people are like, hey, you see the red light and he gravitates to the camera or, or like I'm like, you know, playful on the camera all the time. But a lot of times early in my career was I'd see that red light and I didn't know how to act. You know, and I, I didn't know, and I didn't know how else to hide my insecurities or my uncomfortableness in a sense, other than by just being silly, because naturally that's, that's kind of who I am, you know, and yeah. I hide behind my humor, I hide behind my, you know, the silly bone that I'm extremely proud of. Uh, it, it just, it's gotten me out of a lot of tough situations, just more so the fact where I could just feel comfortable in my own skin. Uh, I think 13 was probably the real turning point in my career to where I, I finally was able to accept a lot of things, uh, the decisions I've made, the paths I've chosen, the, the forks in the road where I went left or right or made my own, tried it, you know, and went right up the middle. Um, so it, it, those guys, man, I'm telling you, those, yeah, they, they helped me out a tremendous amount. They really did. Do you feel like that was also the point where you switched from using your goofiness or silly bone as a shield or protection into using it as, as sort of like a leadership, uh, a way to lead? Because um, I think maybe now it, it seems like you're coming in here and you're letting, you're letting everyone know to be loose. Like you've been here for a long time. You know that this is just a fun game. Is that, is that fair to say? Um, a lot, in a sense, yes, yes. You're, you're right along there. Why? Because I think what, what, what has allowed me to, I feel that I've gained some respect by being consistent. Mm -hmm. Consistent, not just as a pitcher or competing on the field or whatever, but the way I work, the way I go about my business. I feel that I've shown my worth by the way I've walked, the way I've talked, the things I've said, the things I've done, uh, my actions, the way I carry myself. Um, but I got to really, be, all right, on this topic, uh, Last year on the team that I was on, the young guy, uh, he's got a couple years in the big leagues, but he's, you know, battled injuries or whatever. Um, we had a conversation. He gave me one of the best compliments I've gotten in the big leagues. And it just, one night we were just hanging out and talking and he just randomly says, hey, man, I just want to say thank you. I was like, for what? He's like, thank you. Before you, I didn't know that I could be myself every day. I didn't know that I could let like let go of this there, that anxiety or that stress, or I didn't know that honest, he literally said, I didn't know that all straight lines aren't really straight. Hmm. And and I was like, huh. Thanks, because I've never seen a straight line in my life. <laughs> and I think that's why I've struggled at certain times, you know, mentally and I've battled certain things, identity and whatnot. Uh, based off of those, that that notion of, uh, I didn't know I could be that. I didn't know hmm. I could do that. Is it accepted? Is it is it seen in a bad light? But again, I felt yeah. those guys, they all reminded me that every day I was this one thing. Hmm. And they, they were getting this one thing every day. Hmm. When I finally was able to accept that one thing, 
I was able to just be, it was, came easy to be that every day. Understanding and accepting that when I wake up, I'm through to rumble. There's no yeah. stress there to be that. There's no pressure to be that. When I use the bathroom, when I go for a run, when I go, you know, to eat something or I go shopping or whatever, like, there's no pressure to be that guy in those moments. I'm just walking around and just doing those things. I'm not stressed out like, man, I have to walk this straight line and I have to be a professional. And I'm not worried about those things. So accepting that and understanding that it's just me. All I have to do is be myself. Myself has been good enough this whole time. Well, then who am I? So in a sense, it has helped me out with my leadership skills. Why? Because that's what I challenge these young guys to do. Just show me who you are. Show me who this Indian, and it's a metaphor, right? But show me who this Indian is with these professional arrows. I'll never question the arrows of, the, of, of these youngsters. Why? For one simple fact, none of us would be here if we couldn't play this game. Mm -hmm. Straight up. That's it. So questioning the ability and in, in, in other in, in, like that's where I say the arrows, it's pointless. It's a waste of time. It's stressful and it, it does nothing. So why not just question now this the person, the player, the teammate, the colleague, the son, the companion, the father? Do you have kids like that guy? I'd rather get to know that guy. Show me who that is. It's interesting. Well, I know you have to go, but I want to just say congratulations on the baby. <laughs> uh, little hairball. That's number three? Five. Five. Oh, my God. Okay. Five. I got five boys, too. Five boys. Rylan, Rex, Reese, Mateo, and Lucas. My gosh. So, Lucas is the, the latest one. How is yeah. he? He's great. Uh, he looks like a little treasure troll. You know, he came out with a mohawk. <laughs> A little, he's the chubbiest out of all of them so far, uh, and he just seems really happy. Um, the one, the one thing that that has stood out to me the most is Mateo, the, uh, my two and a half year old. Obviously, this is the first time he's being a big brother. He is so proud of Lucas. He, my baby brother, baby Ukas, baby Ukas. Like I mean, just he is infatuated with his little brother, and it that makes me so happy. Just oh. like he. Five boys. That's going to be so fun or hectic and everything's going to be broken. But the, top, the four older ones are energetic. They're silly. They're stubborn. Mm. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> they're mine. <laughs> they're, Thank they're you so much for, for doing this. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, it it's I don't know. This feels good. You know, just get some things off your chest that you know, don't really tell most people. Uh, and it's not that I want everybody to know my story, you know, but yeah, it does feel good, like, getting it out, uh, expressing it, sharing it with somebody. So thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, of course. Thank you for, for being so open with me. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that, ain't, that ain't hard. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Sergio Romo for joining the show. You can follow my A's coverage all season long at the San Jose Mercury News and on Twitter at Shana Rubin. Till next time.